Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Stock Talk. This is a little podcast that I've uh, been putting together for the last while where I like to talk about all things investing, where I get to share with you some of my thoughts and takes and perspectives about what's going on in the whole stock market, ETF world, as well as share with you other perspectives people from people I, I look up to and I you know value uh, in terms of uh, their opinions on how the markets are looking and what they're seeing in the markets. The whole point here is just to share with you this kind of inf- information and hopefully you'll be able to take away some of it, uh, some of these nuggets of information and bring them back into your own personal uh, circumstance and help. hopefully helps you um, frame uh, your investment decisions better and ultimately hopefully you can become more successful at it. Uh, my name is Amon Reina, and I'm an investment coach and founder of Sage Investors. And what I do as an investment coach is I try to, you know, at the end of the day, I try to help people who want, want to become more financially independent. The problem is when people want to get into investing, they either get confused, frustrated, or just, you know, jaded by the whole process. They either don't know where to start if they're new to investing, or uh, I've worked with people who have been investing for a long time, but just don't seem to feel like they're making any progress with their portfolios. So what I do really as an investment coach is, is I teach people. I teach people the behavioral and mechanical aspects of investing. And I educate them and I engage with them. On, and ultimately, hopefully, at the end of it, I engage with them on how to make more educated and ultimately more successful investment decisions so that they can achieve a certain level of financial freedom in their lives and achieve it with confidence. So today is uh, decision day. Uh, it's, these are for those of you who've been listening to my podcasts or follow me on my on Twitter or on social media. Uh, as I said, I teach people how to make investment decisions. I teach people how to buy and sell stocks and ETFs, and I really feel strongly as part of my practice. It's one for me one thing for me to you know tell people how to you know buy and sell stocks and teach people the mechanics of it. It's another thing to actually practice it, and it's another thing to actually uh, uh, walk the talk. And so I very feel very strongly in being transparent from the perspective of, hey, you know, if I'm gonna teach you uh, how to make investment decisions, I should at least share with you how I go about making my own investment decisions and show people that I'm applying the, the, the lessons that I'm teaching, I'm applying them in my own personal life and my own personal circumstance. So you can see the results that come into it, that, that, that I've been generating and take with it what you, what you may. So uh, what I like to do is every month, I like to kind of um, provide a little bit of a recap in terms of some of my most recent investment decisions and kind of walk you through not what I've done, but the, the thought process that led me to make those decisions. And again, I'm hope what I want you to take away with is not getting stock tips, because that's not what it's about. It's about understanding the framework of how you go about making the decisions and the thought process that you kind of have to go through that it's going to get you to ultimately deciding whether, hey, you want to buy or sell a stock or an ETF. So. I'm going to share with you in this episode, kind of walk you through some of the decisions that I made in the previous month in, uh, in April. Um, for those who've been following my podcast and following my, my website and what I do, uh, the, the past few months have been kind of crazy. I've been doing a lot of more buying of new shares, um, taking new positions than I probably have been in the last while, primarily because I think the sentiment of the market has changed. I think people are much more on edge now. 
the sort of the hysteria of the market that was that we saw earlier in the year that's kind of gone away a little bit, and uh, and I think stocks now I think are a little bit you know they're not dirt cheap but I think there's opportunities out there to to get into some really great high quality companies at a at a lower and ultimately more profitable price point. Um, so I've been doing a lot of that in the last while, and uh, but I've also um, taking advantage of opportunities that come up. A lot of times, um, and I, you're going to see opportunities are just all of a sudden just going to present yourself in front of you and you weren't even looking for it. You know, as much as I have a wish list of companies that I'd like to invest, sometimes there's opportunities that pop up and you just weren't even looking at it and it sticks it in your face and you just go, hey, wait, wait a minute, what's, what's going on here? Uh, maybe I might want to take a look at what's going on over here. And I think that's happened a, a little bit in the past month. There's a couple of um, decisions that I made that I really didn't have on my radar screen or I wasn't even planning to go down that road but I ended up doing it because um, just the timing just worked out that way and and I think it's that's okay and it's sometimes it's one of the things with investing it, that you can't set your schedule in terms of how you make investment decisions things happen and I guess that's what makes it interesting is that things happen and you kind of have to do something with it and that's the beauty of what I kind of really stress with people that I work with is having that kind of playbook, having a financial strategy or an investment strategy or a playbook in terms of how you make decisions. Um, having that with you and having some of that beside you that you can just kind of dig up and apply to when certain situations occur. And so basically today I'm going to walk you through a few of those decisions that I made and uh, just to give you some sense and idea and perspective of how, how you do it, how I do it. So um, there's a few decisions that I made in the previous month. One decision that I, the first decision that I made was I decided to buy some more shares in uh, Nutrien. It's a stock that I own, ticker symbol NTR. Nutrien is a new company. Essentially, it's it's a product of it was a, of a merger between Potash Corporation and Agrium. Um, for those again who've been following me, uh, one of my core investing themes that I like to have in my portfolio or exposure that I want to have in my portfolio is exposure to the whole agriculture space because I think um, as the population gets bigger and as um, people are now changing their income strata, uh, you know, graduating into higher incomes, uh, demand for food products, uh, especially quality food products is going to increase. And I think there's a space for companies like Potash or now Nutrien or Agrium who sell like foot fertilizer products. Um, that's going to be an important factor. And so I've had a position in, in uh, Potash. And then once they got acquired by Agrium, then I obviously got two. And it's, it was interesting, ironic, because I own shares in Potash, but I didn't own shares in, in Agrium. But I had it on my wish list and as a stock that I, I've wanted to buy. Uh, but I've always thought it was too expensive. So when they merged, I was like, oh, okay, well, now I got both in my portfolio. So through through Nutrien. The stock has been pretty much doing nothing since the merger occurred earlier in January. Stock was down when it merged, when it formally became Nutrien. Um, the stock was trading at around $68. And since then, it's been just kind of falling by the wayside. It went as low as around $56 on uh, the past month. And... Uh, and when I looked at it, <clears throat> my cost base was in the 60s, was in the $68 level. I've been slowly, you know, when it's been dropping below 60, I've been buying in. I've been just decided, I made a decision to just buy more shares 
basically to lower my cost base. So, so my cost base now is around $65. And uh, so the stock went as low as $57 in April. And so I just said, you know what, I'm gonna just buy more shares. I still like the, the value proposition that they offer. And uh, I think long-term this is gonna be kind of a, a really core go-to kind of stock to have in my portfolio. So I bought some more shares, lowered my cost base, and then guess what, sure enough, not too far after I did that, um, the stock started moving up. Um, now it's almost at $65, so I'm actually slightly ahead now on my position um, in Nutrien. And the big driver has been um, fertilizer prices and potash prices. There are signs out there now, the company's signaling that um, because the prices have been kind of depressed in the last three, four years, and uh, it looks like that might that prices might be on the rebound, and I think that's what's gotten people excited about the stock now. And uh, I'm like, okay, great. So uh, that's there seems to be some p potential uh, energy behind the stock. So I decided, hey, you know what? I'm going to buy some more shares, and sure enough, I was able to lower my cost base. Stock popped up a bit, so I'm kind of in a good spot with it, so I'm glad I did it. So it turned out to be a good investment decision. So that was my decision to uh, buy some more shares in Nutrien. Um, other than that, I really didn't do anything else, but I, I, I made the decision to also buy a couple of ETFs. And again, at the start of the month, I wasn't really looking at these sectors, and they're sector ETFs. I decided to buy um, some, uh, basically, well, let me just go backwards. Um, <coughs> I was starting to notice when I was starting to look at some of the sector performance in the markets, like markets have been doing fine and everything, but there's been a couple of areas where the markets, uh, some sectors within the markets that have been lagging. And the two areas that I noticed that were lagging were in consumer staples and pharmaceuticals, the drug companies. They've been kind of really at the back of the pack while the markets have been kind of going surging, like with all you know people talking about Facebook and Apple and Netflix and stuff like that, Amazon. Um, the pharma companies and the consumer staple companies have not been doing so good so far this year. And I thought, you know what, um, this may be a really great opportunity to buy some of these companies at a pretty good low price point. You know, at the end of the day, we buy low and we sell high. That's one of the tenets of investing. And often the times you buy low is when people don't want to look at a stock, don't want to look at a sector or a company. So I'm thinking. I thought, you know what, the pharma side and the consumer staples might be really great opportunities to look into. Um, so I was, you know, usually I just start looking at individual stocks and just kind of try to buy the best of breed one and buy them at the most, you know, at a, at a cheap price possible and and kind of ride it up and be patient enough and ride it up because eventually it's going to turn around. Um, but right now, where I am right now in my life, I just don't have time to, to analyze individual companies. So I made a decision that, you know what, I want to get exposure to these sectors, but I don't have the time to commit to doing it. So I made a decision that, you know what, maybe I'll just buy some ETFs, some sector-focused ETFs, give me that broad-based exposure, and, uh, and ride it that way and kind of get my exposure through that side. So, um, so I made a decision to buy a couple of ETFs, one focused on the consumer staples, uh, sector and one focused on the pharmaceutical sector. Now, what I've done with those is the analysis that I kind of do with ETFs is a little bit is is very different from how I analyze uh, individual companies because you're looking at companies now from you're looking at things from a much more higher level. So you kind of have to look at different kind of data points and metrics to do that. Now, I'm not going to get too much. 
Uh, ultimately, I'll just tell you what the stocks that I bought. I ended up buying, uh, for, the, for the consumer staples uh, ETF, I ended up buying the Vanguard uh, consumer staples ETF, ticker symbol VDC. And the reason why I bought it, uh, I was looking at about five different ETFs that are in that space. And I ended up buying the Vanguard product primarily because it had the lowest MER at a pretty good liquidity level. It trades quite a bit, almost 120,000 shares a day. Very low tracking area, so it tracks pretty closely to, to the benchmark that it's following. And uh, compared to other uh, the other ETFs that I was looking at, it to me it seemed to be the, the best of, 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 the, of the bunch. And uh, so I ended, ended up buying um, the, the, the Vanguard ETF to get my consumer staple approach, uh, exposure. The, for the pharmaceutical uh, ETF, um, I looked at three different ones. I looked at the VanEck, ticker symbol PPH, the Spider uh, XPH, and the iShares product, the IHE. And at the end of the day, I decided to go with the Spider product because it had the lowest MER, uh, about 0.36%. Pretty good liquidity, about 50... 57,000 shares on average trading. Not you know for an index ETF, it's pretty decent. For a sector ETF, it's pretty decent. It tracks a broad-based third-party index, the S&P, um, <coughs> uh sector uh, index. Um, had a broad. The portfolios had a, a broad, uh, broadly diversified. There's no like a couple of companies representing like. A big chunk of the makeup of the portfolio. It's evenly distributed, about four percent exposure per company, and its tracking error was much lower compared to the other ones. And so, when I factor those elements again, that led me to make my decision to buy the XPH um, for my pharmaceutical exposure. Now, I'm giving you a very kind of uh, concise uh, highlight kind of approach to how I pick the ETFs. What I've done is if you go to my website, sageinvestors.ca, I've actually created a couple of mind map videos where I actually go into a deep uh, comparative analysis between each of these ETFs and I show you kind of how ultimately uh, I just scratch out a whole bunch of numbers up there and you can see how I, go, how I went about picking these two ETFs uh, amongst all the other ones that I was looking at. So if you go to my website, sageinvestors.ca, you can go to uh, the mind maps section, you'll see the two videos that I did for, uh, firm, for the pharma ETF decision and also the consumer staple um, ETF decision. Um, so you can check it out there and you get all the information about how I do it. But so at the end of the day, that's essentially what I did. Um, I bought some more shares in Nutrien and I decided to add a couple of ETFs to my portfolio um, to get some uh, exposure to two sectors that I think are, are underperforming and ultimately I think are going to perform in the long term. Consumer staples are kind of down right now because, um, as I said, <clears throat> the, the market leaders of today are you know, technology, oil stocks. They're the ones driving the market, the financials are driving it, and the staple side of it, it's kind of boring, mundane, but these are companies that are still creating tangible wealth, tangible profit, but they're just out of favor by the market. So right now they're cheap. And again, I believe in buying great uh, businesses at a cheap price. And so to me, the consumer staple side of it, I thought it was a good place to have some exposure. Same with the pharma. I'm really believing a, a theme of having exposure to the healthcare side. and. Traditionally, I've gone and bought individual uh, pharmaceutical drug companies, and it's been tough because there's all kinds of regulatory issues, and it's really, it's almost like buying a lottery ticket. 
Um, so I made a decision because I just don't have the time to analyze those pharma companies that I would just rather have a whole basket of diversified, you know, high quality blue chip uh, pharmaceutical stocks in my portfolio and get that exposure through that way. So that led me to buy the ETF in the pharmaceutical. So those are all the decisions I pretty much made in April. Um, what do you think? If you have any questions about them, you can hit me um, through email, through my website, sageinvestors.ca. Just drop me an email there if you have some questions about what I've done in terms of the thought process that I went through to get to those decisions. Um, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm on, uh, my handle is at, uh, at Sage Investors. I'm on there all the time talking about decisions that I'm making in real time and also sharing with you content, uh, insights and perspectives from other people out there. So be really great. It's a, a really cool follow if you can follow me through there. I can uh, share with you some more insights from and perspectives about what's going on in the markets from that side of it. Um, I also, uh, if you're interested, I also send out a weekly email. I call it in the loop, where I share with people um, some things a little bit in a little bit more detail, um, some ideas and perspectives about what I'm seeing out in the market, as well as some ideas and perspectives of what other people are seeing that I think are really cool and are actually influencing me to in how I make my investment decisions. So if you're interested in getting in on that mailing list, you can just uh, go to the website, sageinvestors.ca, drop, drop, your, drop your email and I'll get you on a mailing list. I send them out every Wednesday morning. Um, and it's just quick little emails there that give you some uh, insight into just helping you, just another outlet for you in terms of your reference point, in terms of helping you make uh, ultimately better investment decisions. So. That's pretty much all I got for you this week. It's been another episode of Stock Talk. Um, thanks for listening in. And my name is Amon Rain again from Sage Investors. And we'll catch you again another time. Take care. Bye-bye.